0: Thanks for listening to The Leader. You can subscribe and rate through your podcast provider and get the best news, analysis, interviews and commentary every day at 4pm. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. The Liberal Democrats strode into this election with a bold claim that Joe Swinson was going to move into number 10 next month.
1: When I look at Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn,
2: I am absolutely certain I could do a better job than either of
0: them. Now they're slipping in the polls, Deputy Leader Sir Ed Davies admitting the removal vans aren't being hired. So is it all over for them? Not necessarily.
1: They are the sort of forgotten one in the corner and suddenly everyone swung around and said, hello, we love you Lib Dems, we're back, we're back, rescue us. And the poor old Lib Dems are sagging a bit under the weight of expectations.
0: Our associate editor Julian Glover argues there's a way for the party to save its election.
3: And... He didn't kind of give us too much of a clue about what the book is called or when it's going to be out. He just said to us, yep, you're all the first people to actually
0: hear it, which was quite exciting. The Standard's Magda Ibrahim takes us backstage at the Fair of St James's, where Benedict Cumberbatch revealed a mysterious new book he's writing. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, what's the point in voting Lib Dem?
2: This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the Axis Startup Angel Competition.
0: In the Evening Standard, that grandest of Conservative grandees, Michael Heseltine, is giving his backing to two Lib Dem candidates in this election, and he doesn't care if he gets thrown out of the Tories because of it. Last weekend, Alastair Campbell was out campaigning for one of Joe Swinson's hopefuls as part of his own tactical voting strategy. There has been a hype around the Lib Dems, but it doesn't seem to be transferring to actual votes. Polls show them in a distant third place. And our editorial column says it knows why.
2: Psychiatrists sometimes talk about a thing called transference, which is when people move old fears and fantasies onto someone new. The Liberal Democrats are suffering from it this year. Lots of former Labour and Conservative voters and even some former MPs would like the party to be a substitute for their old political homes and are now complaining that it isn't it has a sensible but unmemorable manifesto, which is being ignored. On Brexit, its stark policy of revoke looks impossible. Cut out of media coverage by rules that limit broadcasting, excluded from TV debates and very short of trusted faces, it shouldn't really be a surprise that the Lib Dem poll rating is sagging. Maybe the Lib Dems should have thought about all this a bit harder before they triggered this winter contest by backing it in the Commons now they are finding out that the one thing that has always helped them in past elections, that they have seemed a safe refuge for people to protest against the party they usually support, isn't working this time.
1: Julian Glover, is it all going wrong for the Lib Dems? It's all going wrong for people who imagine the Lib Dems are going to step in, rescue Britain, replace the Labour and Conservative parties, provide a whole new leadership for the country, and win huge numbers of seats, if that's what you thought had happened, if it was really going to be the great rescue of the country, it isn't taking place. Of course, it is what Jo Swinson, the leader of the Lib Dems, claimed she was about. At the start, she said, I want to be prime minister. I'm running to be prime minister. Well, she isn't going to be prime minister. So on that judgment, it's definitely going wrong.
0: Has she raised the expectations too high with those kinds of statements? Though?
1: No, no, I don't think she did really. That's the kind of thing Lib Dems always say. Normally people don't notice. Now, what's gone wrong, and there are lots of things that are going right or could be going right, we should talk about those, but, but what's going wrong is that Labour and the Conservatives for different reasons, look unelectable to large parts of the population. Labour's gone way, way, way to the left, an extraordinary spending manifesto that's completely impossible. It's basically Marxist. The Conservative Party has gone way, way, way to the right on Brexit, if not everything else in its manifesto. And so people are sort of hoping that Liberal Democrats are there to save them. They've been sitting in the corner, forgotten, dusty. No one's talked to them for years. No one voted for them in 2017. They only got 12 seats Five of them in Scotland, they didn't do very well in England at all. They're the sort of forgotten one in the corner, and suddenly everyone swung round and said, Hello, we love you Lib Dems, we're back, we're back, rescue us. And the poor old Lib Dems are sagging a bit under the weight of expectations. What's gone right, then? What's gone right is that they have more or less doubled their vote share from the last general election in the polls. Not amazing, kind of mid-teens, pretty unexciting, but we forget how badly they did last time. So they've gone up. They'll get more votes. That probably means they'll get more seats. Another thing that's gone well, they've got lots of members. I've been out in a few seats where the Lib Dems have been campaigning. I was in Sheffield Hallam the other day, up on the leafy side of Sheffield, up near the Peak District border. Lots and lots of activists. The membership of the party is now 120,000 or so. Tories only 190,000. And probably rather less active than some of the Lib Dems. So there's a lot of Lib Dems out there knocking on doors, and they've got a really strong cause they believe in, stopping Brexit. They feel if they target the right number of seats, they can win some. Jill Swinson herself, as a leader, she is inexperienced. Is she doing well? I think it's really hard to be a political party leader. It's a bizarre job. You take it on, you don't get much help. Everybody who hates you, apart from your natural supporters. If you're the Lib Dem leader, it's even harder because you don't have many supporters. You don't have any in the House of Commons, really. So everybody there's job is to knock you off your stride, make you unhappy, unsettle you. Same in TV debates. Broadcasting rules mean during an election you get less media coverage because the uh, the, the coverage is based on the support the party had at the last election. So the Lib Dems can't be shown too much on screen, so she seems a bit invisible. Um... A lot of people being a bit mean about the tone of her voice, they think she's a bit too Scottish or a bit too prim, and I think that's quite unfair. I think partly because she's a woman and partly because she's young, she's getting picked on a bit. The other two party leaders, at least the two big parties, because we've got the SNP and others as well doing pretty well, but the two big parties in England, Labour and the Conservatives, their leaders are massively flawed. So it seems a bit rich to be going on about what's wrong with Jo Swinson uh, three or four months into her job. Uh, A lot more wrong with Jeremy Corbyn. So I think the Lib Dems have got a chance. If they could persuade people it's not a backdoor route to a government that people hate even more than the one they've got already. Next.
3: Benedict Cumberbatch was there and Kate Blanchett, the actress, she also gave a reading.
0: The audience at a charity event in London last night was treated to Benedict Cumberbatch reading out a passage from a new book he's writing. The standards Magda Ibrahim was there.
1: Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Occasionally, the writers of the editorial column in the Evening Standard run out of space to include all the things we intended to. But on the podcast, we've got a little bit more room and we really liked one of those stories that was talked about in the editorial conference and would have been in the leader if the column was a bit bigger. Benedict Cumberbatch and Kate Blanchett were among famous faces at the annual Fair of St. James's concert in Piccadilly, organised by the Quintessentially Foundation and the Crown Estate, and raising money to tackle food poverty. Our own Magda Ibrahim was there too. And Magda, there's a lot of talk about Benedict Cumberbatch revealing an extract from a book he's writing.
3: Yes, yeah, so he didn't kind of give us. Too much of a clue about what the book is called or when it's going to be out. But he um when he went into the pulpit, he, he just said to us, Yep, yeah, this is gonna be the first reading of, of this excerpt from this book, and you're you're all the first people to actually hear it, which was quite exciting. And he said the only other people who'd heard it had been his editors. So um I mean it it was quite um an interesting reading, really. I mean, he he described it as being quite unique and um, it was yeah definitely sort of it
0: was unique (laughs) unique.
3: (laughs) it was kind of I mean I suppose I'd describe it as sort of stream of consciousness really but the the bit that he read it kind of tied in quite nicely with the event because it was sort of talking about the fact that you're born and you become this individual but then gradually things happen and you realize you're actually part of a wider community
0: and it raised uh, quite a considerable amount of money what was that for though Magda?
3: Yeah, so um, the last figure that I heard was that they raised about £230,000 and I think the donations are still open so, you know, that could be even higher. And the the money being raised was for a charity called The Felix Project, which is a food waste charity. Um, and that was set up in 2016 by Justin Byamshaw and his wife Jane. So um, they had, yeah, a really sad traumatic time when their, um, their son Felix actually died from meningitis back in 2014 but he had been a keen footballer and when he was taking part in a football tournament he was really moved by the fact that other children who'd come along to this tournament hadn't had anything to eat that day and he kind of realised that there was all this food waste in London and it was just a real travesty that food was going to waste when there were people out there in the capital going hungry so um so Justin and Jane set up the Felix project to actually gather up some of that food waste and redistribute it around London so I think it actually helps around 125,000 people every week so they actually gather up this food from places like Tesco and Costa and eat and they actually send it out to charities around um Around London, which is just fantastic.
0: Being the top reporter that you are, you managed to get a word with a couple of stars backstage. What did Rory Bremner tell you?
3: So Rory Bremner was really interesting, actually, because he um, he was previously involved about sort of 15, 20 years ago with um, a homeless charity in London. And one of the things that he was telling me is he went back there last year and was kind of really shocked that we're still in pretty much the same position and he he feels that we really need to kind of re- reignite the um the the cause and and actually kind of get more support behind these kind of charities like the Felix project and and other charities working in this field to actually make sure that we are helping to to support vulnerable people in in the capital. Um, so, so that was really great to speak to him. And it was also really fun because um he in his reading that he gave, so he gave an AA Milne reading of um, King John's Christmas um, but he did it in his kind of typical um, impresario style so he actually um, used voices of Boris Johnson and Donald Trump so everyone was in stitches um, so that was really
0: fun And Bridesmaids director Paul Feig was there too.
3: He was actually talking a little bit about his latest film um, Last Christmas which obviously featured a lot of the music um, of George Michael who was a big advocate for the um homeless cause. And um, Paul was saying that, you know, again, it, it's just so critical that we we really keep focusing on what we can do. And for him, he was saying that he kind of has this real personal hatred of food waste, um, which I think we can all agree with. And the fact that if there's food actually going to waste across the capital, we need to be matching that up with people who really need it. Yeah, it was a a a very, uh, very festive and celebratory event, even if it was for a really kind of serious, important cause.
0: And that's The Leader. Subscribe and rate through your favourite podcast provider and try out our audio news bulletins too. We send one to smart speakers at 7am every morning. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. The Leader is back at 4pm tomorrow.